Ladies and gentlemen, this is your places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Stand by lights one and sound one. Camera speeding. Audio speeding. Lights and sound. Go. And action. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pretend World's Real People. As always, my name is Tyler. And this week we are uh, we're releasing an episode a little bit early. We have our first ever live stream on YouTube set for Monday, February 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Should be a lot of fun. We're going to have uh, Hawkeye's LARPers come and join us for the live stream and uh, just play some games, have fun, chat a bit. It's going to be really cool. It's our first one, so uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if we have any technical issues. Fingers crossed we don't, but I'm super excited to start doing that and uh, just get a little more involved as far as you know what we can release through this medium more than just podcast episodes. So given the fact that that is occurring on Monday, February 21st, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, I am releasing next week's episode a little bit early, and our guest for this episode is one of the stars of Peacemaker. He is actually closer to being Peacemaker himself because he does take a plethora of of hits. He gets bruises, breaks, everything. Uh, His name is Spencer Thomas, and he is John Cena's stump double and has been for uh, close to about five or six years now. He's the badass of badasses, so let's just get into the conversation. It's a lot of fun. It was a joy to have him on the show. So without further ado, let's introduce Spencer Thomas. I just looking at you on this recording, I feel so bad I didn't work out today. Uh, <laughs> and I'm drinking beet juice, so it just seems <laughs> it seems very, very um, just a little intimidating, but for, for good reason for who you're doubling. But uh, yeah, Spencer Thomas, man, I sorry, I went off on a tangent before we even oh, really good. started. But uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on, dude, on your on your day thanks off for having shooting, me. too. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Did you have a, a good day off? I know you were busy. Uh, was it Monday? Yeah. Shooting yeah. We've been, doing, uh, we've been doing a lot of action scenes this last week. So a whole week of fight scenes and falling downstairs and climbing back up and going at it again a couple of times. So uh, it's been a busy week. Holy it's crap. one of those, it's been one of those weeks where it's like, oh shit, I might, uh, I might get hurt on this one, you know? So <laughs> a lot of mental gymnastics this week, but uh, everything's been, everything went off without a hitch. So enjoying the day off that's for sure well uh you know this this is sort of teetering on on what you do but if you wouldn't mind telling our listeners who you are and what you do for a living you might be a, a little a little less concerned as to what you do on a day-to-day basis <laughs> sure yeah i'm a, i'm a stunt man i've been a stunt man for 10 years now and i've been uh, i'm john cena's stunt double so i've been doubling john cena for seven years now um and we've done movies uh transformers bumble uh the suicide squad um fast and furious nine peacemaker um you know and just a whole bunch more playing with fire (laughs) and uh, (laughs) vacation friends yeah so i think this is our 10th film together wow man how i mean i i'll get into you know how you got started but how did this happen how did you come upon becoming john cena's stunt double um so i moved to la uh i think when i was 21 and i wanted to be an actor you know I, i played football for years and uh ended up uh not making it to the NFL, surprise, you know, six foot, 245 pound white guy, not making it to the NFL. But so that was the goal. And when that, when that closed off, I ended up uh, moving to LA um, and I got into acting and I was like, Oh, you know, like what's, what do you have to do? What's the path? And for most people, the question I get is how you, how do you get into acting? How do you get into stunts? And uh, you know, first you got to do, put in your time, you got to do extra work, you know, or you got to do stand and work. You got to do something 
to where you're on set and you're getting, um, they call it, uh, um, fuck, what do they call it? Um, SAG vouchers. So you got to get mm-hmm. SAG vouchers. Every time you do a project, whether it's a non-union voucher or a union voucher, um, that's how you get into paying your dues and become a full-fledged SAG member and, and uh, able to work on films. Um, and uh, so I became an extra and I started learning, you know, everything behind the scenes and we do our crosses in front of camera in the background and all that shit. I did that for years, uh, just learning set and learning, uh, you know, what every position does. And I highly recommend like nobody, I mean, at the time you're doing it, you're like, this is so exciting, you know, like I'm on a movie set, but as you get older and as you, you know, do it more and more, you're like, holy shit, you know, you gotta, you gotta go somewhere else. You gotta rise yeah. above to the next level. So for a lot of people that's stand in photo double or stunt double. And, um, I was on set one day doing extra work and they're like, who can drive a Hummer? And I'm like, holy shit, dude, I can drive a Hummer. Like put me in. And so me and a couple guys get picked and this is totally a stunt role. Extra should not be driving Hummers on set. Oh but, God. You know, we, they break <laughs> the rules every now and then. And uh, so me and a couple guys are driving these Hummers through tunnels and these tunnels are super tiny. Um, you turn left or right, you're going to take I got an act, two actors in my car and, uh, and we're pulling into the scene and there's explosions going off. People get hit by cars and I'm just like, holy shit. And I see these stunt guys getting wrecked and I'm like, you know, what is this? Like, I want to do what they're doing, you know? Um, so I link up with those guys at lunch and start talking and chatting with them. And, um, the, one of the guys, his name was Ilram Choi. And, um, I didn't know it at the time, but he's, he's one of the, the greatest stunt guys that, that ever was. Um, he and I just you know, hit it off. And he's like, dude, come train with us, you know, come see what it's all about. And so I trained with Ilrum for six months and uh, oh. just kind of learning the basics of, you know, angles and fights and, you know, learn how to, how to flip and fall and take reactions and things like that. And um, he ended up, you know, going off on a movie and leaving me to my own devices. So I just kind of kept chasing it and, you know, meeting new people and making connections within the stunt industry. And, um, you know, I did, I was doing shit. I was side hustles doing stunts for like a hundred bucks a day for student films you know getting wrecked you know trying to get footage that you could send to a coordinator so he can hire you on a real job um i was doing personal training at the time serving tables uh working as a production assistant assistant cameraman on a show um you know doing whatever i could to kind of just keep keep money coming in so that i could fuel this you know, desire to kind of learn more about stunts. I put everything pretty much I had into, you know, just focusing on like becoming a stunt guy. And um, it's funny, I got a phone call from her name's, her name's Brandy from Central Casting. It's the uh, the casting agency does uh, oh, yeah. Um, extra work. Yeah. So out in LA. So she's like, hey, we got an actor. He's massive. Um, you were the only guy I can think of to double him. Like we need a photo double and body double. And so uh, I was like, okay, great. And I do three rounds of auditions with like 10 other guys and we try on wardrobe and um, I initially eventually get picked and uh, it's the double John Cena for the first time. <laughs> and it's, it's on a movie called The Wall. And at, at the time, you know, as I was becoming a stuntman, I, I got out of college, I was 245 pounds of fucking solid muscle. <laughs> Most of it, my legs, I was, I was just built like a tank. And, and uh, a lot of my stunt guys were like, hey man, you're never going to find an actor that's that big. So you got to drop weight. You got to drop weight. So the past year I'd been trying to drop weight and I got down to like 220. And then I get on set with John Cena and he's 250 pounds. And I'm just like, <laughs> holy shit. But in the back of my head, I'm like, I could gain my weight back and I could double this guy, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it just kind of clicked for me there on the 
did 17 days out in Palmdale in the desert. It's 110 degrees. We're in full military uniform, supposed to be in Af- Afghanistan. Uh, it's a movie called The Wall with uh, John Cena and Aaron Taylor Johnson. And um, I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody, but early on, you know, John gets injured. And he's, he's down on the ground for a little bit in film. And so a lot of that film was me laying there in the dust and the dirt and fire ants and you know, the sun's beating on you. And every day at every day at two o'clock, a sandstorm would kick up. So you're eating dust for the next six hours of filming. Um, and we did have a stunt coordinator on the set. And he kind of didn't really pay me much attention because I was just in, you know, we had some stunt guys come in and do some falls. And and um, there was a scene towards the end of the movie that, I, that I'd known about where a helicopter comes flying in and it lands and stunt guys jump out. They, you know, pick up they rescue some guys and they, they put them back in the chopper and i was begging the stunt coordinator for the first half of the film like hey man like, put me in that helicopter can i do that helicopter like i'm a stunt guy like i've done a ton of student films you know he's like <laughs> come on whatever kid like get out of here you know and so uh they didn't end up letting me do the scene but i got to be the guy laying there <laughs> well the helicopter comes flying over and it comes flying in probably like shit 40 feet above me um and it does this thing called a brownout. So we're in the desert and helicopters, obviously, they, they whirl and swirl. So the, the sand is just, you know, it's a brownout. You can't see anything. Oh There's sand in your, in your eyes and your lungs. And I'm supposed to be laying there playing like I'm knocked out. I'm unconscious. And so I'm like trying to hold my breath, but, you know, but breathe. And, and underneath the helicopter, it's essentially like a vacuum. So it just sucks all the air out of your lungs. And so I'm laying there like, holy fuck, dude, I should be getting paid stunt, <laughs> stunt rates for this, man, in my head. <laughs> but so from that, from that film, um, you know, I had a cool conversation with John um, and he was just such a, you know, genuine down to earth guy. People like these young kids would try and bring in an, an umbrella to cover him from the sun. And he's like, you know, a lot of times he'd say no. And, you know, and one of the times he took the umbrella from the kid and gave him a water and held the umbrella for him, you know, like that's just the kind of guy Cena is. And I just kind of seeing him on set, this, this guy, is, he's a real dude, you know, he's not here to get pampered or, you know, live that uh, or act like that movie star, you know, typical ego that you'd see, you know, I was like, this is a genuine dude. And we had some real um, cool conversations just that first time from working together. Um, excuse me. And uh, from that film, I ended up just being like, holy shit. I made that my, like my, my goal, my one and only thing was like, I, I need to double this guy. Like, you know, and at that point, John was kind of, I think that was only his third movie that he'd done. Um, like real action film that he'd done. So um, he was up and coming. And so was I like, man, I think I could follow this guy. So I just kind of, I don't want to say I stalked him, but I really, I found out every single project that he would do after that. And I'd apply for it and I kept getting the role. So I would double John on a commercial. And then I doubled John on like, you know, some random like little talk show or, you know, or whatever it was. And it just became a thing where, you know, every time John had worked in LA, I would be the guy, you know? And uh, we did, I ended up getting a call a year later from that to work on Transformers Bumblebee. And, um, you know, we did, I think we did six months of shooting starting from Santa Cruz, went all the way up to Yosemite and then ended in Big Bear. And um, yeah, so we ended up going, uh, after that, we did six months of shooting two more commercials together and then <laughs> on the reshoots on the reshoots of bumblebee um we were all standing around like this crater um there's supposed to be this big explosion going on we got a bunch of stunt guys you know wrapped with uh 
ready for ratchets, which are, you know, um, hydraulic pressure system, just tossing them, you know, like an explosion goes off. Um, so John's standing there with us and he looks over at me and he, he goes, uh, Hey man, like, uh, we've been, we've been working together quite a bit now, you know, how come you never say what's up, you know? And in my head, I'm like, Holy shit. You know, I, I didn't think that I could really talk to you. You know, I'd come in and I would do my stun or I would do my, you know, my job and I'd get out, you know, I'd kind of just stay out of his way. You know, I didn't want to fanboy. I didn't want to ruin, say something stupid and, you know, ruin my chances of yeah, continuing keep to it professional. the guy. Exactly. <laughs> keep it professional. And that was, that was my mindset. I was like, I'm just going to keep it professional, you know, I'm not going to try buddy, be buddy, buddy with this guy. And so um, he actually was like, yo, dude, like, what are you trying to do? Like, what's your goal? I was like, well, you know, stuttering, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I want to do. And he's like, well, he said, fortune favors the bold. You know, you got to ask the hard questions, um, you know, so, so what do you want to say? I was like, well, you know, I want to be your double. Like, I want to double you. Like, uh, and I want to know what the next movie is you're working on so I can, so I can double you on that. He's like, well, um, you know, we're going to China next. We're going to be working with Jackie Chan. And uh, I don't know if he has his own stunt guy, but give me your contact info and I'll let you know. And so I gave him my info, you know, I dropped, airdropped it to his phone and, you know, text him a couple of times. Like, oh, like, you know, keep me posted. And he would, man. And, and four months later I get an email from the translator from China and negotiating contracts. And I put on an, another 15 pounds, got back up to 245, And I, I roll into China, like jacked out of my mind, ready to go. But John, John had already been there for two months. So he'd been training his ass off, stretching and working with the Jackie Chan stunt team. He dropped 15 pounds. So I roll into the, into the, the training gym that day in China. Oh, and he's God. like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I told him, <laughs> I was like, bro, I told you I'm here to double you, you know? <laughs> and, uh he goes well fuck he's like you're gonna have to either drop weight or i'm gonna have to gain weight because you are way too big right now and sure enough <laughs> i was like in my head i'm like i fucked up i fucked up you know <laughs> and so within two weeks i was able to drop down drop 15 pounds because just we're working our asses off seven days a week in china and it's it's hot and there's not a you know a lot of nutrition nutritional food out there um so we kind of just we dropped weight and all of a sudden we're like the exact same major makes the exact same size and did that month uh, movie for six months. And at the end of it, he's like, yo, bro, um, what do you think about Canada? And I was like, I've never been to Canada. I don't know. He goes, well, we're going there next. I decided to put you on my contract. You'll be with me from now on. <laughs> and I'm Whoa, just like, dude. what the fuck, <laughs> dude? So we crushed this, this Chinese movie, man, with Jackie Chan. It hasn't come out yet. This is five years ago. And we absolutely crushed it. I did more stunts on that film that I had ever done in my life up until that point. And some gnarly shit and I, I'm really hoping it releases on, on Netflix soon but uh that that movie kind of made me and John's relationship what it is kind of today or at least sparked that sparked that uh you know that that uh what the fuck do you call it it's like <laughs> almost that like symbiotic yeah. relationship you know to... exactly exactly so holy shit man well just you know thinking about you you know essentially just, yeah being bold and taking a chance and saying no if this is what i want manifesting it but him calling you out and saying hey yeah we we should we should talk like let's let's get to know each other a little bit more and then you being on his contract is is nuts dude so i mean yeah, obviously you've done you know about 10 films 10 projects with him now what is it like on a day to day for you are you guys <laughs> i mean it's it, it's kind of funny coming from uh, somebody who you know is also a personal trainer and and looks at you know those sort of dietary and like workout needs but what is it like you know your your day-to-day -day when you're not 
working on a project with him? Are you guys still staying in touch? Like, hey, I'm thinking about either dropping weight for this possible next role. Not sure yet, you know, just be prepped. Or is it more of a, we'll get to it when we get to it? Yeah, I mean, I kind of um, have gotten familiar with the way that John operates, I guess. And, um, you know, for some films like Fast, I think that I knew that he was bulking up okay i can bulk up and then for peacemaker and suicide squad i knew that he started to drop weight and we had that conversation beforehand and you know he told me you know we're going leaner leaner is better um and so i i knew you know and so i i kind of get these little tidbits from him you know before we leave the job uh most of the time and yeah when we're off work which is you know probably three months out of the year we're we're literally working non-stop together which is which is great but when we're not working together, um, you know, we'll drop a line, drop a text every now and then and just be like, Hey man, how's things going? You know, what's your weight at? What's your hair look like? Send me a picture, you know, things like that. Just so I can kind of, um, be prepped for the next job and, you know, always kind of just look, look the best to double him. So we've had jobs before where I get to set my hair is totally different than his and they just throw a wig on me. Then I'm wearing a wig for five months and it's a nightmare. Like shout out to the hair ladies hair department but that thing is painful like <laughs> so your best bet is coming looking just like him you know well I, I gotta know man have you always been I mean you, yeah you played football but have you mm-hmm. always been somebody who I don't want to say is like an adrenaline junkie but just you know like if somebody offers you a ride on a dirt bike in the middle of the mountains and the thing is souped up to nothing are you going to be the first one to jump on that thing and take a take a ride or are you, you know for, more meticulous about for it? me i i'm a, i'm i'm more about calculated you know calculated chaos uh, okay all right if that's if that's a real if that's a real thing yeah and, but oh, in the absolutely. past like when i when i was younger man it was just like oh yeah let's jump on this bike and, and gun it you know but as i've gotten older in this industry and um started to realize like it's more about longevity and how long you can do the job you know and when i was younger we'd do rope swings and do all kinds of cliff jumping and crazy shit just be you know dumb kids and as i'm getting older i'm like you know like we'll go out to the lake with my bros and there's a there's a sketchy rope swing like you got to clear the rocks to get to the water but it's there you know you can make it and this was last summer um and we're off you know because of covid and my brother just jumps on there he's you know, he's 28 and he jumps on there and swings out like a banshee and does a backflip and lands in the water, misses the rock by this much. Like, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> then I go. Same thing. Hit my backflip, miss the rock by that much. And after the first one, I was like, you know what? I'm not getting paid for this. So I'm just not going to do it. You know, yeah. if it's, uh, if, it, if I'm doing a stunt like on Peacemaker where it's like, hey, we need you to dive, you know, head first towards that balcony railing, it's like, okay, how much you paying me, you know? <laughs> so in that instance, I'm on set. I'm, if I get hurt, you know, they take care of me. If I'm outside of work and I do something dumb, nobody's taking care of me but myself. So I've, I've become much more aware about uh, calculated risk. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, now now you are contracted. You are tied to John. So I'm sure that makes exactly. it all the more difficult to say, hey, I, I'll go water skiing this weekend, but I'm not doing anything crazy. You know what I mean? Because if you're out, Man. you're out. <laughs> we did We did eight months filming in Vancouver, Canada, and the mountains are 20 minutes away. Literally, you can jump on a bus and be there in you know, 15, 20 minutes. And I was dying to go snowboarding. But I was like, if I get hurt snowboarding on Peacemaker, I, there's, you know, I, there's nobody to replace me. Like, yeah. I would stop the show, you know? So 
you, I do have to take those into consideration. And sometimes it sucks, <laughs> but sometimes I, I thank myself later because every time I go snowboarding, I bruise my tailbone. So, and I know that oh. about myself. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know your body, know you know you're capable of. I know my boundaries, yeah, for <laughs> sure. So, um, you know, I keep it, I keep my, my, my workouts five days a week and, you know, try and do some, some light, you know, sparring if there's uh if there's a gym around for fighting or um you know hit the bag and things like that and you know try and stay active in that way but the extreme sports outside of work is not happening right now so well i will say we've talked to a couple different stunt performers uh in la we talked to one in, in australia who was in mortal Kombat last year and there's always a really big injury story especially the first one i mean have you ever yeah. <laughs> hopefully you haven't but have you injured yourself to the point where you're like i might be out for a little bit yeah oh yeah um on uh, transformers bumblebee i get bitch slapped by bumblebee just backhanded super hard oh yeah and uh, i'm on a i'm on a wire and i land weird i land uh we have pads down i have i have these combat boots on and my my right boot i just you know didn't focus on lacing it up i just didn't do it you know good enough it should have been tight and I left it a little loose I, I was wearing lifts at the time because I thought at that time like John's a half an inch taller than me like <laughs> at that time I was like I have to be as tall as him you know I have to but we're never standing right next to each other so nobody will ever know you know so I'm wearing these lifts and I do a stunt where I land sideways um, on my feet I toe tap or I attempt to toe tap and my foot got, gets caught in the mat and it's a rehearsal you know this is the second take and I roll my ankle so bad, like I, 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 I felt it stick in and my body smacks the ground. I'm like, I stood up and I yelled the F word and I tied my boot as tight as I could. And we went eight more takes, you know, um, oh. to, to, con to concrete. And uh, yeah, I, I knew right then, like I tore three ligaments in my, my ankle um, and uh, detached my calf from my, from my ankle. And uh, I didn't realize it at the time. So of course my, my leg swells up, my foot's all swollen, but I, you know, I have to finish the night. So I leave my foot in the boot for the next five hours and put my foot up in my trailer. And that was my stunt for the day. Oh, after I did that stunt, I, I hobbled over to John. I was like, man, can we get a picture? You know, just trying to grim, <laughs> not to grimace. And he's like, absolutely. So I, ha I actually have that photo and you can see the, the, the half smile on my face is like total pain. And John's like cheesing. Um, and that was like my first real movie with John. So I didn't want to fuck oh. it up. And we had three more weeks to go. So the luckily, you know, I get home that night and take my boot off and my ankles, like the size of a watermelon and, and it's all black and blue. And I'm just like, fuck, like looking at my girl. I was like, do I go to the hospital? Like uh, if I go to the hospital <laughs> at night, you know, I probably not gonna be able to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. And so I'll just, I was like, I'll just tough it out. And so I tough it out for the next three weeks. Luckily I'm hiding, you know, riding around in, in a Hummer passenger in a Hummer uh doing body double stuff for john so um i gotta kind of rest my ankle from in from stunts but i should have taken care of it you know i should have gotten it checked yeah. out because now my my left calf is like disintegrating like i can see it now my other calf is massive my left calf just won't even uh react so it's one of those things where it's like wow. oh i thought it was my ankle but it was actually to be my calf um and i did rehab for it i did rehab for four months um and i even took work in between that time and, and, and I shouldn't have, I should have taken the time to heal, um, you know, and I get to set for these other jobs where it wasn't doubling John. And they're like, we need you to sprint across the parking lot, jump this wall and land down on the other side and then keep sprinting across the street. And I'm like, fuck, you know, like, yeah. of, course be, 
of course it would be running. And so, you know, I get there that night and I do two takes and my coordinator comes over to me and goes, Hey man, uh, we can see you're limping on camera. Can you, uh, you know, can you, can you just run it full out? I was like, yeah. Cause I told him, no, no, I'm fine. I can do the job. I can do the job. And so I was like, yeah. And so I just toughen it out and I sprint as hard as I can, as straight as I can. And we get the shot and I'm just in agony, you know, this is probably two months after transformers. So it's one of those things like you got to pay attention to your body. That was a learning lesson, like a big lesson for me early on stunt career. Um, and then on, uh, on Peacemaker, I, I ended up dislocating my shoulder and uh, pulling, tearing my labrum and my rotator cuff. And that was probably five months ago. Um, so I ended up getting stem cell surgery uh, three months later. And uh, shit, what did I say? Five, six months. I'm almost at like 90% recovery now. So. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. So Holy shit, I, man. Just... I was very... <laughs> <laughs> That is the most stunt guy stunt story I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. you know, just tore from the the ankle and the calf is it. Jesus, man. I, yeah, well, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're you're paying attention to your to your body, you know, as you get older. What what's your recovery like then? Do you have a certain regimen you follow, or are you just kind of? I mean, you're you're in LA, so I'm sure it's probably like one of the better places to go to different like clinics and you know have yeah. acupuncture, go for a stretch lab, or you know what's mm-hmm. your what's your regimen like for just recovery. Um, recovery, uh, you know, I, I'm big on physical therapy and, and, you know, rehab and things like that. And, um, scraping, they, they do, they do this thing, they call it scraping. Um, I'm sure, you know, it's, uh, where they oh, yeah. wear down the cartilage or the, it's just, it's, it's awful. So they'll, I <laughs> feel so good. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad, but they're breaking down. Um, what is it? Uh, the scar tissue and the cartilage to help create blood flow and range of motion and things like that. And so, um, they'll ice it and then they'll scrape it and then they'll do, like a stem, which is electrotherapy. And then, you know, and then they'll do some kind of compression boot that they'll do on you. So everything all in all, it takes about an hour. You do it three days a week or however intense you want to be with it. And then you got to do the gym side of it where it's, you know, condition those muscles or those, those joints back to where they need to be. And um, it's a lot, it's a full-time job. I think just kind of rehabbing an injury or, um, you know, maintaining your body to, be able to take these injuries and then recover and keep going so it's kind of uh it's it's kind of a learning curve um but i'm used to kind of getting injured and having to overcome from playing football you know i I broke both my ankles playing football growing up you know broken fingers and you know things like that playing football so it's just it's one of those things is um you know how to be comfortable being uncomfortable and how to just kind of have that mindset where it's like, okay, you know, I'm down right now, but I'm going to get better. And you got to, you physically and mentally have to push yourself to get back to that point. Cause, um, I know a lot of guys who will get injured and just get down on themselves and be like, fuck it and just play Xbox and eat ice cream, you know? And, oh, and man. next thing you know, you're, you know, taking a year to, to recover rather than five months to, to three to five months, you know? So it's one of those things where, um, <laughs> Yeah, paying attention to your body is huge, and and the maintenance is like a lot of people work hard to get to it, but they don't think about the maintained part, you know. And that's become a lot more relevant to me the last couple of years of doing this job. <laughs> I'm sure it's not cheap either. All that rehab and and physical therapy and make sure everything's or or is that yeah. is that covered by the, the well, contract? So no, so um, as a SAG member, 
have uh, if you make above a certain amount, you apply you uh, certify for health benefits and health insurance. So it's actually really great insurance. So I get you know I think I get uh, twenty one uh, physical therapy visits a month that are included in my insurance um, and things like that. And so and then just you know out of pocket uh, for the stems. Uh, the gym membership and all those other things but you know i figure they're right off right offs at the end of the year and yeah. if it's, it's one of those things where it's like if this keeps me going i'm investing in myself you know um i'm not buying you know cars and fucking rolexes and and all this other stuff i'm, I'm investing in myself so that i can you know reap the benefits later and, and continue to work so that's that's kind of my mindset about it it does it does get pricey i think stem cell cost me around uh, seven grand altogether, you know, sweet Jesus. Wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, And I, I'm the one I I've, I've been SAG eligible for like five years and have not taken that that leap yet. So just thinking about, you know, seven K opposed to, you know, what the three that it costs, that's, that's bonkers, man. I mean, do you see yourself, uh, sticking with, with John or, do you have plans further on down the road to kind of do your own thing? What, What are you thinking or balancing both? I should say. So for me, you know, John's, John's my first priority. You know, he gave me these opportunities to be where I'm at, and you know, to get to where, to get to this level. And, you know, until John's done, I'm going to, I'm going to stick through it with him. And on the day he's like, okay, man, I'm, you know, I'm done acting. I'm going to chill, you know, I've made it to where I want to be. Then I, then I can start focusing on, you know, my direction and where I want to go. Um, um, but I, I feel like every single set that I work on, every person that I meet on set, you know, I'm building a reputation through this, in this industry and, I'm meeting some of the biggest directors and, you know, producers and um, stuff coordinators and department heads, you know, hair, makeup, camera, all that stuff. And just kind of making a name for myself on set where it's like, you know, I'm one of those guys that comes in, I work hard, I smile on my face. I'm always, you know, usually pretty easy to work with unless you are doing something stupid to piss me off. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm very understanding. <laughs> yeah. If, but if it's a safety thing and you hurt me or my buddies or John, like we're going to have issues, you know? So um, I think that, uh, as I'm doing this, I, I'm kind of setting that foundation for what, whatever comes next. And for me, I'm kind of, my mindset is either, you know, I want to get into acting, um, or I want to get, uh, get back in acting, or I want to become a st- stunt coordinator and then work my way up to a second unit directing and then eventually directing. So I think that would be like the ultimate goal, you know, direct your own action movies. So. Oh, that'd be amazing, man. It, it yeah. seems like you're in the right spot for that to be, you know, something you can achieve sooner rather mm-hmm. than later. And even, you know, doubling for, for John, are you, I don't want to say, are you offered, but is there a chance for you to be on camera as another character uh, than mm-hmm. just as double, or is it more so I'm just going to focus on, on the stunts. I don't really need to do. Uh, yeah. For, for me right now, like, you know, and, and John's actually talked about is, you know, if there's a, if there's like a small role where I can run in and get shot or, you know, come in, say a line, something, whatever, you know, I was like, that'd be awesome if I could do something like that. And John's like, for sure, you know, I'll keep you in mind. Um, and even on this film, they wanted to have me play another role, but I told them that it would cost, it would cost another rate and they, they didn't want to do that. So <laughs> of course, uh, not. <laughs> like, yeah, it's all about the money, man. Yeah. So, um it was it's just one of those things where it's like i feel as john's double like i'm you know um i'm i'm my job is to for you not to know that i john has a double you know you want to see the action star doing all the action like i don't want to take that away from um you know from john you know he's he and the man can fight the man can you know throw down he can do 
you know, pretty much anything. I've, I've seen him do a, a shit ton of stuff where I'm just like, dude, John's essentially a stunt guy himself. He literally makes my job so easy. Um, <laughs> because we, uh, this last week, we, you know, the last two weeks, we've been creating a fight, um, me and my stunt coordinator. And uh, we've been creating this fight and going over um, these technical moves, kind of Krav Maga, kind of knife work. And um, oh, cool. it's very... Uh, high speed and you know quick disarms and things like that and you know it, it's 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 like a dance it's probably uh 35 beat um and when i see say beat it's like that every move you do is a beat and so it's like a 35 beat fight and john comes in on day one and learns it <laughs> and it's like and he knows the fight on day one and i'm just like holy fuck like that, that makes my job way easier and then the director sees it and he's like oh i don't like the fight change it so we change the fight and it's, you know, it's a similar thing, but it's totally, again, it's totally different. John comes in two days later and learns the fight again. And, you know, it's one of those things like most actors will come, come in and be like, I need like two weeks with this shit, man. Like you guys changed the fight now. They'd freak out. Like, uh, you know, John comes in, he's like, no, nah, dude, done. Boom, boom, boom. And he's like, just send me a videotape of it and I'll rehearse it in my hotel room on my own. We're like, okay done you know that's all the stunt training you get with john because he's he's about his time and he's like yeah. dude like i can do this shit no problem so seeing him be able to come in and um perform uh like that it's like people are like oh is that you on camera doing the fights typically it's all john when it it's comes john. to the fight stuff so, yeah <laughs> so you, is there a, a particular stunt that you've done recently that you were just you you had a, a it could have been incredibly painful but you had just a blast doing is there one that sticks out to you yeah the uh i don't know if you've seen peacemaker yet oh uh, i'm addicted man i yeah okay cool <laughs> cool hell yeah so um the first episode is you know is the rocker chick fight and john escapes from the hotel um doing the balcony jumps and that was that was me doing the balcony jumps and um it was a lot of fun rehearsing for that stuff and it was a lot of like changing everything changed, you know, constantly James, you know, he knew what he wanted and we'd show him stuff. He's like, no, nope, that's not it. That's not it. Finally, I take the last jump to the railing to my chest, you know, face first. Um, and he's like, that's it. That's the one I want, you know? So we did it twice in rehearsal. And then three weeks later we go to shoot it. It's one of those stunts where it's like, shit, man, like you really got to commit if you're going to, you know, make sure you don't take your teeth or you don't miss the railing. Um, <laughs> And you got to trust your riggers, you know, my rigging team was on point, you know, a bunch of good old boys from Canada. And, you know, these guys are ice, ice rock climbers and, you know, skydivers and mountain bikers. And these, they're just, you know, some of the smartest guys I've ever, I've ever worked with. Um, and so they, they rigged it so that um, I'm on a wire so that they can slow me down at the last second. So I don't take the full weight of my body impact into my ribs. Um, but then they have to release me a millisecond later so that I can look like I, I wasn't, I wasn't caught up, but I, that actually, you know, took that full impact and then collapsed into the, into the, uh, uh, the balcony. So that, that stunt, uh, it was one of those ones where beforehand you're just like, you know, you tell yourself like, you've got to fully commit because if you don't, something's going to go wrong. So I knew taking off, I stepped on, you know, I was on, I'm on level ground. I step on an apple box and then I step on the railing and then I dive head first uh, probably you know I dive out I reach out to go to go grab the other railing and I hook my foot on the back so that I don't get enough you know um, momentum off and I go boom straight down um, to my chest knock the fucking wind out of myself 
almost fall off the balcony. I grab back on with no air in my lungs, pull myself back up, fall into the fall into the balcony, and I just lay there with with the wind knocked out of me, like dying. <laughs> the whole set, everybody on set silent, and they're just like, You okay? You know? Good. <laughs> Give them the, the thumbs up. You know, I'm good, I'm good. So and James loved it. One take, one take and done. Um, but that 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 stunt was a lot of fun, and that's one of those ones where it's like, oh, I'm putting that on the on the fucking stunt reel for for sure, you know. So that stunt, um, yeah, really took the took the breath out of me, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I can I can see it in my mind, just thinking back on that shot too, <laughs> knowing knowing how much that probably you know maybe not hurt, but getting the wind knocked out of you for sure is. Oh, it hurt. It hurt, and oh, you know because we had, we had done it twice in rehearsal already, and I'm like. If anything goes wrong, like I'm either going to miss and, you know, the guys are going to have to save me from another 20 feet to the floor um, or I'm going to take my teeth out. So I don't want to go too short and I don't want to go too far. Um, and if I and if I fuck it up and if I hesitate, we're probably going to have to do it again. You know, so yeah. it's like yeah. <laughs> try and get that one and done, you know, get it in a single shot and move on, you know, and I kind of made a name for myself on on the peacemaker set being able to do something you know one one and done um i i feel like i am able to take direction really well um and that's one thing that is super underplayed i believe as a stunt guy like just just do what you're told like if, if a coordinator makes an adjustment or a director makes an adjustment and wants you to do this listen to exactly what the hell he says and just do it because then you're gonna have one take or you're gonna have two takes and you're gonna keep moving so and it's something i've seen happen quite a bit where stop performers and even actors just aren't listening and they want to do their own thing or they want to ad lib or add their own spin on it. And it's like, no dude, just do what you're told, you know, listen to direction. Yeah. As much as people, you know, hear <laughs> be bold, I feel like they take that phrase a little too far. You know, when you're on a set yeah. and you're working for somebody else, yeah, you know, you can make choices, but if somebody gives you a little piece or maybe a big piece of advice, like, Hey, switch this up just do it. It's just, and it's, that's going to carry your career so much further than, than those who don't listen because you're able to Absolutely. work together. And that's just, Absolutely. uh, it's great to hear that, that John's awesome to work with as well. It's not one of those, mm. um, it's not, I mean, you've seen it too, where a lot of those bigger actors just go to their trailer. They don't, they don't care. I mean, they don't need to care, but they yeah. just kind of, they do their own thing and then you do your shot and that's it, man. Like it's, it's, it's yeah. nuts, but, um, you're just, it's really cool to hear that you have that relationship with the person you're doubling and it's, you know, more of a symbiotic, it's a friendship. It's from what it sounds like, it's a partnership and you guys care yeah. about the project. I mean, it's, it's also cool thinking of how many places you've traveled to do this job. And I'm sure, especially with like fast nine, you know, yeah. seeing all these different locations, do you have a favorite that, uh, that you look back on for like an off day where you just went to explore or, have you not quite yeah. found it yet? No, you know, we've been, shit, we've been all over the last couple of years. We've been, um, we just got back actually from Dubai and Abu Dhabi and uh, we did a commercial out there. <laughs> that was like, that was like <laughs> the pinnacle of just like mind blowing, you know? And it was just yeah. like, <laughs> how is this work? How am I getting paid? And, you know, going there and, and we, the first 11 days, it was a tough, it was a tough job. We got it done though. And, you know, and I was like, I loved it so much that I was like, oh, I'm staying. Like I stayed an extra like six days and me and my girl got to stay and enjoy the beach and the surf. And, 
you know, we met some uh, really amazing people, some stunt guys out there that are skydivers and, you know, some guys out there that are creating the, this new production company that's, you know, primarily based out of Dubai. So they're going to start oh, making yeah. more films in Dubai, and make, make Dubai a film hub is, is kind of their idea. Um, but just seeing that part of the world and their, that culture and, you know, getting the opportunity to travel like that, it's just like, it's not somewhere I'd ever go, uh, know in my personal life just you know like oh hey let's make a trip to dubai it only costs hundreds of thousands of dollars it feels like to go you know um which it's you know the, the plane ticket's the most expensive part once you get there it's actually really affordable um, really oh, which wow. is which is crazy yeah so uh their biggest that one of the biggest hotels atlantis with the uh diving fish tank in, inside of it in the mall oh uh, it's yeah 80, it's like 88 bucks a night to stay there you know what so once you get there i mean i think the plane tickets i think we well we flew first class so it was like 10 grand but you know jesus that's that's on production they got to pay for all that stuff and oh they did God. man they were they were so um you know accommodating and it was just like how did how does this work how do we get to this level you know and and so that i think dubai was really one of those those moments for me where it was just like holy shit like this is mind-blowing but you know we've been we've been all over we've been to london and scotland was amazing um you know panama puerto rico Colombia right now doing a film so it's just like getting to travel i think it just it's a whole nother element to it where it's you know you feel blessed and you gotta you know remind yourself how how blessed you are and, and you know just be thankful for it because you know i think uh the other day when we finished the fight we all the stunt guys and the actors all together and with john and we took a picture and you know um to kind of commemorate that day, you know, to remember it. And it was just like, you know, texting John later, he's like, dude, he's like, we are blessed. And I was like, absolutely, man. Like, like I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Like we got to remember, you know, even, even when we have hard days, when it's on set and we're, you know, sweating or, you know, somebody actually gets hit in the face or, you know, whatever it is, it's like, we're still blessed to be here, you know? Yeah. You, so. You're, you're living the, um, I don't want to say you're, you're living the dream because this is your dream that you manifested, but you know, it, it's just cool hearing that from somebody who's, who, who is a working actor and stunt performer. Like you're, you know, th what, three months at home, maybe throughout the year and the rest yeah. are just, yeah. you're hard at work, man. What, what keeps you sane when you're not working? Is there any, do you have any hobbies? Is there anything you like to do that just kind of uh, helps you relax, kind um, of decompress a little you bit? Know I, I, I like video games. I love video games. There you I'm go. Playing Halo. I've been Halo, Halo nonstop, you know, the gym, um, just meeting, you know, meeting new people out here and kind of just getting to know, you know, kind of the locals and my, my new crew, you know, it's, it's a, it's a new crew, every film that I work on. And a lot of these, um, a lot of stunt guys get to work in the same team consistently with the same people. And, you know, it be kind of comes, becomes this like this club or this click. Um, which I've noticed in LA a lot more and more talking to my, my other friends that are stunt guys uh, that are outside of those clips. They're like, you can't get in, man. Like you can't work with these guys. Like they look down on you kind of thing and you're not in the club, you know, it's like high school, you know? Oh yeah. Um, so for me, it's great because I'm constantly on new sets and I'm constantly meeting new people and new stunt coordinators, new stunt performers. And um, you know, I kind of, uh, John said to me one time, he's like, Hey man, like, you adapt really well. Like you, you don't have any problem in going to a new location and making friends and, you know, you know, getting along with everybody. And I just like, I never really thought about it, but you know, I kind of have that, I have that personality where it's like, I want to meet you. I want to get to know you. Like, tell me what, you know, tell me your life. You know? <laughs> um, 
and uh, I'm kind of I'm very social like that. So it makes it easy. It makes it fun. And I feel like after, over the past couple of years, like I literally could call somebody anywhere in the world and be like, yo, man, I'm in town. And they'd be like, let's kick it. Let's go. You know? Oh, so so cool. it's, that's, that's been a cool aspect of it too. So, um, but yeah, as for my off time, it's, you know, hang with the crew or, yeah. you know, play some Xbox or work out or go explore, you know, I think tomorrow I'm going to go to uh, the top of one of these mountains here and check out one of these cool, uh, I forgot, I suck. I forget the name of it, but it's like this cool <laughs> church that's like overlooks the entire city. So um, those type of things. Yeah. It kind of keeps me sane. Um, I, I, you know, stay in touch with my girlfriend a lot. She's uh she does hair, um, hair department in Vancouver, Canada. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. And so we, we met on a film out there and she, uh, so she'd be saying sometimes she'll fly out and, and see me wherever I am. Or, um, if I, if I'm off, I'll, you know, we'll go on vacation or do something cool. But, um, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's pretty much my life is in a hotel right now. You can tell. <laughs> like, yeah. This it's... Is what, this is it. <laughs> It's it's the uh, was it the nomadic lifestyle, you know, working mm. on film and and TV, and yeah, then but I would I wouldn't trade it, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, I mean, it's either you know take a chance on this or settle down and work in an office and and yeah. think about oh what could have been or if I yeah, had I done this, you know, not happening. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that, man. Yeah. I um, wow, that's just that's so cool. Just thinking about it. As far as your stunt career we like to ask our guests you know if they have a party story so it could be sure. something crazy that happened maybe it's something oh. fun maybe it's something that was yeah. just like, this was the worst day of my life but do you have yeah. a story you could share with our listeners that you you will always tell at a party so so this is pretty insane um i uh so on fast nine i was working with uh, martin ford i think he's like six foot nine or six foot ten or something like that massive monster man <laughs> he's huge one of the nicest one of the nicest guys like you'll ever meet which you would have never expected he's really big yeah he's got this big shit-eating grin and like these pearly white teeth and <laughs> just super nice you know uh my mom came to visit set one time and he was like saying hi to her and you know just getting along just super super chill guy um he beat the shit out of me on set uh we had a big fight scene and kicked me in the room a couple times while i had a bruise sternum but anyway, so so uh, he invites me out. He's like, "Hey, man, next weekend, uh, I got a buddy in town. Um, he's having it's his birthday. It's a surprise party. So we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go check it out. You want to come? Like, Fuck yeah, let's go. You know? He's like, this guy's kind of like a big ladies man. Like, you know, the party should be cool. We'll have fun. I was like, okay, cool. And so, um, I get uh, how do I how do I say this without spoiling it <clears throat> a buddy another buddy of mine flies into town who who works with this big actor and he's like dude you know i'm doing comic-con right now like you know come through and i was like i'm on set but i'm i'm going to this party tonight do you want to go and he's like he's like i'm going to a party tonight and i was like really he's like yeah yeah i think we're going to the same party so i get there meet him uh, meet up with him and martin and we're standing there and fucking jason momoa walks in the door it's jason momoa's birthday party and he was there for comic-con in london and so like he they literally have like a guinness beer machine that's printing jason's face and happy birthday on on guinness and they had a, a whiskey beer cake and like you know gal gadot's like stunt doubles there like at like um what is it emily what's her name from game of thrones shows up like fucking oh, like yeah just like holy shit you know like <laughs> um like you know we have a great conversation he like 
he, it's just it was one of those nights where it was just like, holy shit, like, how is this our life right now? Partying in this penthouse with, you know, Martin Ford and Jason Momoa and Amelia and like all these people. Like, it was just one of those nights where you, you would just never expect it happened. It's like some shit out of a movie, right? Yeah. Um, so we, we had a blast that night. I actually, uh, Jason had gotten this whiskey. I'll never forget this, man had gotten this whiskey and somebody poured him a glass and I'm pretty drunk. We're all talking and I'm talking with my hands and Jason turns. When I turn, I knock the whiskey out of his hand and, <laughs> and it shatters glass shatters all over the floor. Jason's in, not wearing any shoes. You know, he's got a sarong on. He's like fucking just being some Island boy, you know? And um, I'm like stunned. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> you know, like, fuck, I got to clean this glass up, you know, all these chicks come running in sweeping the glass up and he's like well don't make the hot girls clean it up and i was like oh shit you're right you're right so i clean it <laughs> help clean it up and then later that night we, we we bullshit and have a good conversation and um he's just super chill down to earth dude and it's funny because i'm excited uh it sounds like fast 10 will be working together with him as well so i just saw that full, yeah yeah kind of full circle so wow dude. i'm excited to link back up with those guys and um yeah, you know, catch up, see what they've been doing after last I talked to them, that was before they did Dune. So, oh, wow, yeah, so things, yeah. things have changed a little bit since then. Oh, yeah, big time. Wow, so, holy crap, man, yeah. that's those parties are, yeah, that is a party story for sure. Because those are the only parties where, unless you're in this industry and you've been around them, nobody believes you. <laughs> yeah, 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 man, I got the pictures to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm just picturing a yeah. hangover style montage of you like taking pictures with Momoa as he's like, "Hey, what the hell, man? Is, <laughs> yeah. You know what? You help them clean it up." <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow, exactly. dude. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the more we keep asking for those party stories, the more they just keep like toppling each other. Uh, there's a oh. <laughs> there's just there's <laughs> a guest we had a few episodes ago who uh, uh, I guess Hugh Jackman had never had an old fashioned. So oh, he was shit. working with Hugh and Hugh tried it and he had this this just existential moment where he, he he doesn't want to drink the drink because somebody else drank it, but it's also Hugh Jackman. So am I gonna insult him if I you know? So it's just it's it's insane. I, I love hearing all that's these stories. Funny. That's funny, man. <laughs> um before we uh so we're we're getting to the tail end of it, but I, I do want to ask you, do you have any sort of advice that you could give to you know not only stunt performers but people who maybe would like to get into acting want to join the industry do you have anything that maybe you've learned that has been uh, told to you that you've kind of harbored and held on to that you can share with our listeners that might uh, help them kind of proceed into this very rigorous career we've all chosen sure sure yeah <laughs> i mean I, I mean people ask me all the time like how do i get into stunts and you know, my, my number one thing is if you're serious about it, you got to move to a hub. You got to be mm. where the, where the movies are being made. You got to be in Atlanta or LA or, you know, Canada, Vancouver. Um, those are the places where the movies are being made, New Mexico. Um, so you have to go to where, where that that's happening, where the action's at. Um, I think my second thing is like, you got to get your SAG card. Like if you want to be taking it seriously in this industry, some like legit money, and not just the $85 a day as an extra, you know, you got to You got to get your SAG card. Um, like screen actors guild. Um, they don't, uh, it's, it's a lot of money. And I know, I know it seems like a lot of money at first, uh, but you will make that back tenfold if you just, you know, stick with it and keep doing what you're doing. Um, and I think that's, that leads into another point where it's just like set a goal and just attack it with everything you have. Like you can't, 
be half-assed about anything. You can't have one foot in. You got to have your, you know, both feet in, attacking it with everything you got, and put all your time, money, effort, and energy into that thing, and and it will become reality. Because if you have, say, you have ten different things going on, you know, how do you how do you focus on you know everything at once? You can't. So you know, make a list and put everything in your control at the top and everything out of your control at the bottom, and and start from the top. It's, you know, handle those things first, and you know, make a little dent in that list every single day, and you know, um, I think. Uh, you know, just, just focus. Uh, it's, it's, it's as simple as that, you know? Um, and I think my last thing is just be good to people, be kind to people, be nice to people. Like people will remember who you are more for being a nice person, genuine person than being an asshole or being a diva on set. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people that, you know, they, their heads blow up when they, you know, become a, uh, a stunt guy who's doubling a lead actor for a long time or, you know, they get some speaking roles or they start acting or whatever it is. It's like, dude, stay humble. Like you're not there yet. You're not, you're not, you're not, you know, God given like <laughs> stay humble, stay in your fucking lane. And, you know, just, uh, I guess have good set etiquette. I mean, that's, that's the main thing is like, be somebody that you want to work with. You know what I mean? Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's come up a lot, the set etiquette thing. I think it came up the last really? couple of episodes too. Yeah, just, you know, I, I was speaking to somebody last week and the idea of running into, say, somebody you really look up to and then being a complete dick to you. Okay, yeah, it is what it is, whatever, but that's going to follow you for the rest of your career to the point where you're going to mm-hmm. be, you know, as nice as you can. So thank you for mentioning that because I, I think more yeah. people need to hear that, especially the non-union actors. A lot of us who are just working on commercials and indie films that's just going to ruin your career if you're going to be a dick to oh, people. Yeah. <laughs> big time, big it's going to blacklist so, you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And people are going to be like, oh, no, that guy. I'm, I'm not trying to spend 12 hours a day, six days, five days a week on set with that person. Yeah. You know, you'll build it. You'll build a reputation for yourself real fast, um, which is kind of funny. And and one other thing that I cannot stress enough is like, do not lie about your skills. If you're, if you want to be a stunt guy, oh God, yes. don't say you can do something <laughs> if you cannot do something because they will find, fast and somebody's going to get hurt and it's probably going to be that person that lied about it so just 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 be honest about what you can do you know oh man yeah that's the worst yeah. thing i could <laughs> i thought you said you could drive a manual no i said i read the manual for a car yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly i don't know how a clutch works <laughs> yeah what the fuck is this <laughs> and uh, outside of peacemaker man is there anything we can promote with this episode um outside of peacemaker i mean um you know, we have uh, our show Freelance that we're doing now, and it, uh, it should come out. I think it's a Netflix thing. It should come out in, uh, uh, probably by the end of this year. It's okay. um, John Cena and um, uh, Juan Pablo and uh, Allison Brie. Uh, oh, are shoot. The stars in it. Yeah, so it's going to be action comedy, and um, we got a lot of crazy shit going on <laughs> on this one. So it's it, it'll be good. I'm excited. And uh, it sounds like they're doing a, a vacation. Friends two is in the works. So what? Fingers fingers crossed that uh, that goes down some at some point. Yeah, oh, I hope it does. So, man. That that was a yeah. delightful surprise catching that on on Hulu and just thinking, oh yeah. wow, this is <laughs> that's wow. awesome. It kind of felt like another like train wreck, or uh, you know, um, and that was probably one of the, the most fun films to to film actually because you know we're in Puerto Rico and I'm literally like 
having to jet ski for my stunts and like <laughs> having to parasail and like spend a ton of time on the beach. I'm like, this sucks. This is, this is, really <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, riding horses. Like, yeah, it was, it was a fun, that was a really fun shoot. And, um, you know, I call it a little work vacation because I mean, they got their work out of me, but I definitely yeah. got some time to chill by the pool. So it was a good one. Oh man. Well, in that case, I hope they do yeah. vacation friends too. And hopefully that's it's... what I'm saying. Where are we going guys? Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to be in another tropical place? Or are they going to like, right. I don't know, Bozeman or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> like... <or> something, you <laughs> know? <laughs> oh God. I mean, yeah. You just enjoy the rain and, and that's about it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah no let's let's go to like thailand or something <laughs> <laughs> well dude before before we start the end of the episode i do want to thank you for for coming on it was it was really awesome that you know i sent the email i think you got back to us in like a day and just you were super excited and i could tell right away like this guy's going to be super cool to chat to you because you, you never know when you reach out to people with unsolicited podcast emails so sure well it uh, came from my yeah. my uh my agent and so it, it i was like oh shit you know if it, if if lily's forwarding it to me then i'm good you know that is good <laughs> so, yeah i trust, we, I trust. <laughs> we try to be professional and maintain you know uh I, I am an actor i work in uh the acting portion of the industry then my my co-host she's in theater uh she's, okay. she's working right now but you know we, we try awesome. to maintain our professional courtesy but also like this would be fucking cool to get this person on the show. yeah no i uh, appreciate it man <laughs> this has been great yeah before we uh before we let you go we have uh, what we call an awkward goodbye but before i get to that i just have to thank our listeners really quick for sure. uh listening to the show and i hope you had fun if you really enjoy this podcast we're going almost two years strong uh please just leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts and then send us an email to pwrp.pod at gmail.com so we can send you a thank you card and a sticker which you're also getting Spencer for coming yeah, on the show. Stickers, uh, I love it. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll send you an email, see where we should send it since you're traveling all over the place. We'll find a, find a spot. I'll put it on my, oh. my stunt helmet. We can go oh, on the stunt helmet. Badass. Yeah. I got my little, uh, Gundam wing on there. Holy shit. And then you got the Superman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We yeah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get that address there. pronto. Yeah. <laughs> cover that thing. <laughs> that is so fucking cool. Oh <laughs> God. Um, where was i holy shit that was just awesome sound closing out <laughs> bts footage of him performing a stunt be like that's our fucking sticker on a summit yeah, uh <laughs> and if you also would like to be on this podcast whether you're somebody who's new to the industry you've been in it for a while and you want to just chit chat about your career and you know what you think you'd like to do please send us an email at pwrp.pod at gmail at gmail.com jesus i'm getting uh dry mouth but before we go and we do the awkward goodbye we do a three count Wayne's World style where I'll do it silently. Then when I point to you, you got to give us your best verbal or some people choose to do like a nonverbal goodbye. Are you ready for it? Yeah. All right, man. In. Adios, motherfuckers. <laughs>